Hello, friends. I'm Matt Baum, and thanks for subscribing to the Defining Marriage podcast. If you've been listening so far, every week you've heard me read one chapter of my book, Defining Marriage, Voices from a 40-Year Labor of Love. You can hear the whole audiobook complete and unabridged by listening to the first 18 episodes of this podcast. Or you can pop over to Amazon and get Defining Marriage as an ebook or an audiobook or a paperback. For the last few episodes, I've been revisiting the marriage work that I did as a reporter and an activist over the last decade, and this week, my partner James and I will be taking up boxing. We will. I haven't told you this. Against a kangaroo? Yes. <laughs> I'm the kangaroo. All right. It, it, that we think is a giant mouse? <laughs> yes. Do you remember that? There was a, a Looney Tunes of cartoon, course, I think. Of course, don't where... tell me about Looney Tunes. Well, no, I'm trying to remember. It's the mouse in the lighthouse. It, or the, the, the kangaroo in the lighthouse. A kangaroo crashes like a ship crashes on the rocks or something. The kangaroo gets loose in the lighthouse. Uh-huh. There's a lighthouse keeper who's Scottish, and he says there's a crazy moose loose in the hoose. How does he become a boxer? Because he does. All kangaroos are boxers. Oh, so he's just naturally a boxer. He's just naturally a boxer. But isn't there... Okay, and so the lighthouse keeper thinks he's a mouse? Yeah, looking back... I'm not sure why. Maybe it was somehow making fun of the lighthouse keeper for not knowing what a kangaroo is? Or maybe there's something racist going on that we just don't recognize because there was some stereotype of the time that doesn't make sense then and doesn't make sense now? Well, I was about to say that this is the plot of the new movie Creed, but now that you've introduced race into the (laughs) equation, I feel really uncomfortable saying that. (laughs) Good. Good job. Wait, what is Creed about? Is it about the guy from The Office? Oh, you've never seen Rocky, have you? No. Oh... I've seen the statue. Of Liberty? No, no, of, of Rocky in Pennsylvania. In, in, in where is in, it, in Philadelphia? In what, Dutch country? Yes. Yeah, it's just out there with the Amish waving. No, 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 isn't, isn't Rocky set in, in, in Pittsburgh or, or Philadelphia? Yeah, one of the peas. One of the peas? Yeah. Yeah, and so he's got a big so statue I, it, there. Yeah. Not to be confused with the statue of William Penn that's on top of the State House or the Capitol Building, whatever it is. There's a statue of Sylvester Stallone, and there's a picture of William Penn. One of them's at street level, and one's on top of a building. <laughs> and they switch. <laughs> the uh, weird thing is, the William Penn statue has boxing gloves. <laughs> and William Penn was a kangaroo? <laughs> that's correct. Little known fact. Uh, yeah, so I guess this week, uh, I'm not sure uh, if either of us wants to attempt to segue from that to uh, this Manny Pacquiano. Oh, dear. I should pause and look up the pronunciation of his name. Yes, you should. I was trying to do the Rocky theme, but that's just the HBO letters. So while Matthew checks the internet to look up uh, the pronunciation of the boxer's name, uh, I've got a game for you listeners at home. I'm going to read, uh, yesterday Matthew was trying to remember the name of a celebrity. Oh. And these were some of his guesses, and uh, let's see if by the end of the episode you can figure out who he was trying to remember. Mortimer Tombs. These are these were my guesses for the person's name that I couldn't remember. That's correct. Mortimer Tomb. The Grim Palace. The Grave Lurker. The Monster of the Crypt, Carnal Barker, Clark Spooky. And just to be clear, this is a human, or an actual living human, who, uh, whose name, like, the name of a person I was trying to remember. And that's, that's what was coming out of my mouth when I was trying to remember a human being's name. Frequently when Matthew's trying to remember a name, it, it starts with the. So it'll be like, you know, the, the clownfish or something like that. Or sometimes it's just syllables, like clindantaramp. You mean Helen Mirren? 
<laughs> was that Helen Mirren? No, I don't know. I don't remember who Clendandaramp was. Oh, no, Clendandaramp? Wasn't that Lily Tomlin? It might have been. Yes. <laughs> you know, Clendandaramp. Yeah. Uh, it's close. It's not. It's or not. So it'll sometimes be something like the refreshing foosh. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds like a bath product I want to try. <laughs> anyway, I've gone to look up uh, this boxer's name, uh-huh. and I'm just going to play a clip for you listeners of the first video that came up was supposed to be a pronunciation guide, and here's how they say how to pronounce... So that was particularly unhelpful, but it is Manny Pacquiao. Uh, I've been pronouncing it wrong, and I think a lot of other people have, but Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao. Anyway, let's talk about him. Because uh, he, uh, if you, you, I will forgive you if you're not familiar with who he is, because I certainly didn't know, uh, until he started making a lot of noise uh, about homosexuals and marriage. All positive, I assume. All positive. So, uh, this guy's a former boxer. He has been a member of the um, House of Representatives in the, in the Philippines uh, for the last few years. And now he's running for Senate. And I guess part of his campaign was making some really unpleasant remarks about LGBTs. Uh, During some interview, he was like, he said that he was opposed to marriage equality, of course. And uh, he says, it's common sense. Will you see animals where male is to male and female is to female? Is is he recounting the story of Noah's Ark? I don't know. What could he be thinking? Well, I I mean, I guess we can... Where male is to male. So, okay, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe English isn't his first language, um, and so... Or or that may be a bad translation. Or it may be a bad translation. I have a feeling that he was not actually speaking in English when he said that. Sure. Uh... Now, I remember when I was young, one of the popular arguments against gays was that it was unnatural, because uh, animals didn't do it. And... Yeah, that's why I'm naked right now. (laughs) I don't understand that connection. Because you don't see animals wearing clothes. Oh, I see. Of course, of course, of course. Well, fair enough, yeah. Um, You know, animals weren't going on CNN either to talk (laughs) about their political views. But no, you'd hear uh, often... kangaroo. Political kangaroo. William Penn? (laughs) Yes. Um, But no, you'd hear that uh, homosexuality was wrong because it was unnatural. And then science, in in its wisdom, observed lots of animals doing same-sex frottage and kissing and hugging and that sort of thing. Um, Going to the drive-in. Yes, exactly. The sock hop. Yep. Uh, So then they changed tax. It was no longer that it was unnatural. Then it became that it was bestial. (laughs) That it was, you know, oh, it's it's dirty like animals to have same-sex sex. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, any any reason to object, I guess. <laughs> we'll just make something up. Because it's so true. Like, anyone who has spent any time with uh, uh, intact animals knows that they're not particularly discriminating when it comes to mating season. It's true. I mean, if you take a ride on the Bonobo showboat, you'll see things that'll <laughs> blow your mind. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm the captain of that ship. Oh, good God. <laughs> Uh, Have you seen this image of the bonobo? Oh She's, like, my. doing yoga. She, there's, like, a specific bonobo. Not, like... She, first of all, it's clearly a she. And uh, I think if you Google image search bonobo, it's one of the first ones that come out. She's, she's like, doing yoga out in a field. And it is... It looks so human. It is incredible. Um, And, and she is so unperturbed that she is just nude and... Uh, saluting the sun or whatever it is it's it's not downward dog i can tell you that much it's maybe the kinky kangaroo (laughs) that's the new dance craze that's sweeping the nation at the sock hop (laughs) anyway enough about the erotic bonobo uh (laughs) her name is sally fields (laughs) oh no 
Uh, <laughs> I don't remember how we got into this topic, but it creates oh, a lot animals, of confusion. Animals and, and sex and things. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, who are these people who are like, we should take all of our sexual cues from the animal kingdom? Uh, I, and I certainly hope whoever those people are, they're not paying attention to praying mantises. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, it, you know, we we don't bite each other on the back of the neck and then, well... <laughs> the night is young. That's true. Speak for yourself. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's ridiculous to be like, well, it's not natural. Well, uh, that, that's that's really your standard? Like, that's how you're going to... That, you're going to take your mating lessons is from uh, whatever you've seen dogs and cows and horses and sheep doing? Uh, okay, More great. frogs and dogs and bears and chickens and whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now you're just describing a Broadway show. So anyway, uh, people didn't like that. To be, to be fair, gays do take their sexual cues <laughs> from, from, Broadway shows. from Broadway shows. And also from the animal kingdom. There's the whole animal taxonomy. There's oh, otters sure, and sure. bears and... Uh, Ferrets and things. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, so gay comedian TV host Jose Marie Visceral uh, responded to uh, Manny Pacquiao by saying, The LGBT is a group of people. Which is a strange formulation, but okay, sure, uh, let's go with that. The LGBT is a group of people. We are humans, but not animals. There were no saints. We will pray for Manny Pacquiao. Okay, well, that's... Maybe St. Bernard. <laughs> we're no saints, but we are St. Bernard. Uh, so, so this is going to sound very ignorant, but what is the Philippines? So, uh, just according to the internet, uh, the Republic of the Philippines, a uh, sovereign island, three uh, geographical divisions... Um, capital city is Manila. Oh, the United States had sovereignty over the islands until after World War II. So there was a Philippine Revolution, uh, spawned the first, uh, short-lived First Philippine Republic and the Philippine-American War. Then I guess we did occupy it for a while. Uh, and then World War II happened. And then we said, okay, you guys can take it from here. Uh, Wikipedia says they have had a tumultuous experience with democracy, which includes the overthrow of dictatorship by nonviolent revolution. Was that Imelda Marcos? I know about her because of her shoes. I don't think she was the dictator, but she was the the curator of shoes. She also collects spoons. Really? Yeah. And any she spoons wants... in particular? Just steal them from Denny's. I can't remember who was telling this story. It's driving me. It's it's going to drive me nuts. But um, someone was telling a story about how they were invited to bowl with Imelda Marcos, and that's not an invitation you turn down. So this person, he's a famous comedian, um, went to bowl with Imelda Marcos because she liked him, and she said at one point, you know, everyone wants to talk about the shoes, but what nobody nobody acknowledges is I also collect spoons. <laughs> And listeners, if you know who told that story, please let me know, because I want to give them credit, and I am sad that I can't remember who it was, and also that it may have just been something that I dreamt. Okay, so what is the status of marriage equality in the Philippines right now? Like most countries in that region, it is not permitted. So is it an issue that's coming up in this election? Is that why this is is coming up in Manny's campaign? So it's something that's been talked about for the last decade or so. There were, uh, about 10 years ago, some anti-marriage equality bills uh, that were introduced and are pending. So uh, <laughs> they're known in the uh, Filipino uh, uh, Philippine Family Code as forbidden marriages yes yeah so this has not been passed yet these these anti-marriage equality things have not been passed but they would bar the the country from recognizing marriages from overseas there's more recently been some movement towards equality spokesperson for the uh, presidential palace said that uh 
they should respect uh, the marriages of overseas individuals, but they need to wait for the right bill. Philippines has the possibility of legalizing marriage equality through a petition right now, but uh, because it is a fairly Catholic country, uh, the uh, Catholic Bishops' Conference of the Philippines has, has come out against it with a, a statement that said, and again, an interesting formulation here, falling for the same sex is wrong. So uh, after a bit of an outcry, uh, Manny Pacquiao walked back his statements a little bit. Uh, He said, I'm sorry for hurting people by comparing homosexuals to animals. Please forgive me for those I've hurt. I still stand by my belief that I'm against same-sex marriage because of what the Bible says, but I'm not condemning LGBT. Except you are. You know, it's one of those things that's like, oh, I I don't have anything against gay people. I just don't think they're as good as straight people. Do you believe that heterosexuals are superior to gay people or don't you? Uh, and if you do, if you feel that there's something wrong with falling in love with someone of the same sex, well, then that is holding something against that is condemning LGBTs. Okay, well, so if the guy's running for Senate and same-sex marriage is an issue that may come up, I can see how he would want to stake out his position and fall back on that old chestnut of the birds and the bees don't do it, so why should the man and the man do it? (laughs) It's true. You seldom see a bird having sex with a bee. (laughs) Literally, that is what I used to think that phrase meant. I was just picturing that. And it is terrific. Good, good. Just I'll leave you with that image. Um, so, yeah, um, unfortunately, he uh, didn't stop there. Uh, so Manny uh, followed up with an Instagram picture. It's a picture of him and his wife. And uh, the caption for it, and he's, again, posting this on Instagram, the great political forum of our day, of our times. His caption for it uh, had a bunch of Bible quotes, including, if a man has sexual relations with a man, as one does with a woman, both of them have done what what is detestable. They are to be put to death. Their blood will be on their own heads. So... Uh, I don't know how that squares with his apology, but, uh, boy, that seems harsh. It is a strange thing to post on a a picture of you and your significant other. Uh, you know, I mean, regardless of whether it's same sex or opposite sex, if you're out on a date and you take a selfie and in any part of your caption, it says their blood will be on their heads. (laughs) Leviticus not often cited in romantic cards. (laughs) Just trying to think of a way to work in... He beheld his father's nakedness. <laughs> sure. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, so uh, there are these companies that have kind of um, been sponsors or whatever of Manny in the past. You know how sports companies like to have their name on sports people. So Nike has dropped him as a spokesperson. Uh, the Grove, uh, which you'll recognize from our time in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, he was supposed to have some sort of appearance there and they canceled his appearance there. So that's a real shame. What the? What is the Grove? I don't know. I don't know. Like, how do you even? I mean, so for listeners, this is basically like a big outdoor mall. It's a like, mall. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how like a person has an appearance at a mall. I guess like I, I mean, he was going to get up on stage like Santa Claus for like photos or something. Well, I remember like you know I'd go there for I don't know like a, an apple. I, I didn't go there for an for apple. An apple. That, I've, I've, I've never, never bought an, an apple. apple. No. Um, ugh. Ugh, food from the earth, how horrible. But, uh, you know, I'd go to the Grove, and they'd have these, like, stages set up, and there'd be, like, TV crew milling around, and it's like, oh my god, I just want to go to the mall. Like, I just need to buy some pants or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, and because it's LA, everything has to be this huge production, and there's all these people, like, chasing after autographs. I saw, like, I was there at one point, I don't remember what I was getting, I think I was getting, like, a bed frame or something, and uh, there were a bunch of celebrity dogs, and the place was mobbed. Like so that were they around. dogs that belonged to celebrities no, or the, the dogs, dogs were themselves famous. were okay they were famous dogs and they're like 
children everywhere trying to get, I don't know, autographs of the dogs? I'm not even sure what. But, like, people were... The dog pees on them? Flocking. Yeah, that's it. Well, how else are they going to sign their name? That's how they do it. That's how they do it. That's their signature scent. Oh, maybe they were selling parfum. (laughs) Well, no, that's how Manny Pacquiao believes that uh, people (laughs) should mark their territory. That's how animals do it, so that's how people should do it. Sure. Uh, No, it's such a pain in the neck that, like, there's always something, like, insane happening there. And um, whether it's dogs or or cats or chickens or whatever. I mean, I was... was, Manny was going to appear there at some point. I was on my way there once, and, uh, like, this kid approached me, and I had my earphones in, and so there's a whole rigmarole of getting tangled in the cords, trying to take them out, um, and, and asked for money, but asked in a really strange way. Um, in a way that sounded scammy. Um, I'm fine when it's all, you know, above board, like, you know, just, uh, hey, give me a dollar. But, um... <laughs> You're fine with that? You like that? I love it. That's your favorite thing? I, I can't get enough. Give me a dollar. <laughs> no! You don't have any money. <laughs> exactly, I won't give it to you. Um, so, uh... But yeah, this kid came up with this, like, really weird story, and, um... And and I was all tangled and confused because I was trying to get my earphones out. Um, and, and I was tangled. Oh, you've seen. I get caught on things. Um, but anyway, so uh, I declined. Were you in the underbrush? I'm just no. curious. Like if you were like emerging from a bush or something, and that's why you were. I, I was. I was in the concrete jungle. Um, <laughs> and so I proceed a little bit further up the street, and then like two fucking producers pop out from behind garbage cans with uh with release forms, and they're like, "Oh, smile! You were on stupid camera." Uh, like I just want to go buy my apple at the Grove, avoid the celebrity talk. Um, so, so what? This was some sort of television show that was surreptitiously filming. Yeah, and it's like, but like, oh, like, I remember this. Yes, and so you declined to sign anything because you didn't want to appear in anything, right? And but then you have to go through a process to not appear. <laughs> they have to take your picture and then have you fill out a thing that says, "I do not want to appear." And uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there is a picture somewhere floating around of you holding a big sign that says "Do not use." Somebody right? has that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, the way it worked was, um, like, there was a, a producer, another producer, and a production assistant. And the production assistant had me hold this little, like, um, like I was taking a mug shot <laughs> that said "Do not use" under my face. So they took, and then they took a picture of me. So that I guess when they were going back through the footage, they they matched them up and know who not to use. I guess, but it's like I just. Oh my god, I just want to buy my apple at the Grove. I don't want to meet your celebrity Lies. dog. That's I don't want to be you on your show. I want to eat a healthy apple. <laughs> That's the story you're telling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that explains why I've seen like those billboard pictures of you like all around town. <laughs> do not use. Do not use. Uh, that I'd be fine with. That I'd be fine with. Uh, Los <laughs> Angeles is a stupid city that should be ashamed of itself. <laughs> I-, I think it's charitable to call it a city. Uh, any, That's true. It, it, <laughs> right. Metastasized suburbs. Yes. Um, anyway, so uh, Manny Pacquiao won't be appearing at the Grove. What a shame. Uh, he was also dropped as a spokesperson by Wonderful Pistachios. So, oh, like a pistachio disguise. Yes, our favorite, our favorite character of uh, of of the cinema, pistachio disguise, the film master of disguise. You're acting like you are not incredibly familiar with this character. Uh, what do you mean? Of course, I'm familiar with him. He's my my best friend. <laughs> um, uh, so, master of disguise was Dana Carvey's breakout hit uh, after his his pal Mike Myers had huge success with Austin Powers, Dana Carvey decided to make uh, a film where he played... A funny character movie of his own. He played a, yeah. a man named Pistachio Disguise, whose family, the Disguises, are known for 
They're disguises. So <laughs> he uh, has to fight crime somehow by adopting disguises and uh, becoming another person. That's his. That's his catchphrase for this movie. That's why how it certainly he popularized is. the catchphrase: "Become another person. Become another person. Become another person." That was the catchphrase. That was that was to be the yeah baby of its time. The, the movie is about sixty minutes long, and and I feel like fifteen of them are him saying "Become, become another, another person." person. Yeah, it's a great film. It's just a great film. Anyway, so I went to see this movie uh, on the, <laughs> like you do, uh, on the Sony lot, because we lived in L.A. at the time. At least I did. I lived in L.A. at the time. And uh, one of my friends worked at Sony, and they were having a screening. So I was like, oh, okay, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll come to that with you. So uh, we got there a little late, and there was only um, seating. There was one seat in the front and one seat in the back. So he sat in the front, and I sat in the back. And I laughed and laughed through this film. I thought it was so funny. And I was the only person in that employee screening who was laughing. Afterwards, we get out, and my friend was like, Who is that one guy in the back laughing? So, uh, that was me. Uh, In retrospect, I've watched the movie since, several times. Uh, It is not a good film. It is not good. It's got not turtly enough for the Turtle Club. Yeah, that's the thing that everybody knows from this movie. Am I not turtly enough for the Turtle Club? But what they be disguised as a turtle? But what they don't know. So first of all, I didn't realize the Turtle Club was a real thing. That is a joke that doesn't make any sense. But the way that scene ends. The way that scene ends, he's disguised as a turtle, and then there are some mean members of the Turtle Club, which is a real thing. The real thing is it's just some, like, social club. It's like the Masons or something, except much less serious. And, uh, yeah, so they're in the Turtle Club. He's disguised as a turtle. uh, And uh, there's some mean members who are saying to... um, the the hot woman that he's with because of course there's a hot woman in the movie something like hey baby uh, I'd like to buy you a drink and maybe some pond scum for your friend and they all laugh mockingly at Dana Carvey disguised as a turtle which is an appropriate reaction I think to that Dana Carvey laughs and then lunges forward and bites the man's nose off of his face like <laughs> the man looks confused down at the middle of his face, where it's just like a flat, fleshy, smooth thing. It's like Ken's genitals. Yes. Ken the doll. Not... Yes, not Ken Burns. No. Uh, it's just... it's just a... His genitals are very lumpy. <laughs> it's just a flat expanse of flesh. And uh, everyone looks shocked, and then Dana Carvey spits the man's nose back onto his face. And then... And then laughs hysterically, falls on his back, and spins around on his shell on the floor, with the camera looking down overhead, down at him like it's a Busby Berkeley musical. And, th- and that's the end of the scene. And scene. It I, I, fades to the next scene. I mean, it's like it's like outsider art. It's amazing. It, it is... And, and this has been... This, this has been what? What is this segment? <laughs> we explain the movies you shouldn't see. That's an unwieldy title for a segment. <laughs> You absolutely need to see this. Yes. Run, don't walk to Master of Disguise. Also, I, I mean... I don't know where you're running to, frankly. Because, yeah. Like, is there, a, is there a screening? Is it exhibiting someplace? Is it to the Turtle con? Club. Yeah, okay, run to the Turtle run Club. Run to the Turtle Club. Run to your closest Turtle Club. Uh, talk to the man at the door and say that you're here to see the man spinning on his back. <laughs> He'll direct you to Dana Carvey, who will say, I've been waiting for you. Become another person. Take me to the man spinning on his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may be happening at the Eagle tonight. I don't know. <laughs> Are you imagining, like, someone spinning on, like, one of those one of those things where you throw knives at them? 
<laughs> That's true. Yeah, if you've if you've never been to Fetish Night in Seattle, uh, That's it's what it is. It's a whole bunch of carnival acts. Yes. There's a bearded woman. There probably well, is. Uh, there's there's the dog faced man. There's also one of those. There, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, there's you know several dog faced men. You're kind of right. It is. Yeah, Fetish Night is is it is a carnival act. There is one of those like it's not an Iron Maiden. What's it called? Like a rack. Like it's shaped like an X, and you get on it, and you get tied to it. Oh, it's a something something cross. Um, yeah, it's a something something cross. Yeah, it's you know, a because you get on it and you get a little something something. It's a crisscross. It makes you jump jump. <laughs> yeah, there's also people in diapers. I don't know what that that, that doesn't correspond to a carnival act at all. <laughs> that would not be a tempting exhibit if the barker was like, "Come see the man in a diaper." <laughs> Anyway, we've 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 uh, strayed from the topic at hand, which is kangaroos. <laughs> well, let's get back to the sideshow that is marriage equality. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that was pretty much the end of the uh, Manny Pacquiao news until mm-hmm. Dave Bautista uh, weighed in on this. You may know him as the big man from Guardians of the Galaxy, not I the do. tree, but the uh, the other tough looking guy, mm-hmm. uh, former WWE person. I don't know, actor, wrestler, performer? I don't know what to call them. Uh, now bon vivant. Bon, yes, yes. Man about town. Uh, and now he's uh, now he's uh, an actor person. Uh, also Filipino himself. And he had he was ambushed at the airport by one of those TMZ people. And uh, they goaded him into talking about Manny Pacquiao. And uh, he was not happy. Uh, he told them, my mom happens to be a lesbian, so I don't fucking take that shit. I don't think it's funny. Uh, which, when somebody who's like a nine-foot-tall mountain of muscle says, uh, everyone stops laughing. When he's like, it's not funny, you're like, no, sir, no, it is not. It's not like the man in the diaper. It's not like the man in the diaper at all. If he tells you to stop laughing, you'd probably keep laughing. Now I'm picturing yeah. Dave Batista. is that his name? Yes. Adopting a new wrestling persona, where he is a giant man in a diaper, with a giant novelty bottle, and he holds it by the nipple, and he, and he swings it around. Are you just describing, what's the, what's the giant chicken? Baby Huey. Baby Huey, that's yeah. his name. Okay, you're describing Baby Huey. Sure. Another timely the, reference. The time has come for Baby Huey to enter the WWE. He has, he has a lot of charisma. Sure. <laughs> Uh, Dave Bautista, so he was in San Francisco visiting his mother, uh, who is a, it was a lesbian. Uh, he said, uh, if anyone called my mother an animal, I'd stick my foot in his ass. Uh, Bautista said he respects Manny as It's another a, thing you can see at Fetish Night. Uh, yes, as a, he respects Manny as a fighter, uh, and says, as far as his opinions, stick that up your ass. Oh, like, that's kind of like, uh, keep your opinions in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking it sounds like something from the room. Yeah. Uh, so good for him. Also, the most intriguing thing about this video, though, uh, where Dave Bautista is talking about this, uh, is his hat. Hmm? He is wearing um, a Carmen Miranda hat. No, he's not. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he's so that's where I could get my apple. <laughs> yes. Yoink. He's wearing uh, a black baseball cap that has a Rebel Alliance insignia, hmm. uh, and it says Pinewood 2014 Creature Effects, hmm. which is intriguing. Is Dave Bautista in... The Force Awakens in some way? Is he a creature in that? Because Pinewood yeah. is where they shot a lot of sure. Force Awakens. Sure. Or was he just there for Guardians of the Galaxy and was like, hey, can I have this hat? Like, So he has some crew hat from Force Awakens, mm-hmm. which could just mean he happened to be lurking around there at some point and grab somebody's hat. And what are they going to do? Like, uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Batista, that's my hat. Well, it's mine now. Well, Disney owns both Star Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy, and I assume Dave Batista has a lot of movie set merchandise. I guess. Um, do you think Disney was just like, here's a bunch of hats? 
that's I don't know, like, somehow it wound up in his possession maybe but now i'm just wondering are star wars and guardians of the galaxy in the same universe oh boy well we already know that that howard the duck i almost said donald the duck but yeah donald the duck too howard the duck and donald the duck. <laughs> yeah, howard the duck and donald the duck uh we need to get daffy the duck in there and baby <laughs> huey it's only a matter of time all the all and then the we strange... have the duck fecta <laughs> Uh, and they uh, that they launched some sort of uh, new uh, boxing <laughs> boxing enterprise. Well, if they can get their hands on the Ninja Turtles, the Ninja Turtles did have a wrestling planet. Did they? Oh, in the God. comics, yeah. there was a uh, a wrestling planet that Cuddly the Cowlick, a giant mm-hmm. uh, disembodied cowhead, uh, that came to Earth, licked them into its mouth, and then flew them to the wrestling planet, and they all adopted uh, new costumes. I think the main reason for this planet was just to dress them up differently. Mm. Were they um, wearing singlets? Oh, they all, they had different... Like, cause it was like pro wrestling, so it, it wasn't Greco-Roman. It was, <laughs> like, you know, they were in, like, personas. We're not talking about, like, luchador or... One of them may have been a luchador. I don't know. <laughs> One of them, I think, just painted himself all black, and then after that storyline, I think he stayed all black for a while, because huh. he just liked it, which is also n- more ninja-y than green. That's That's very true. Unless you're sneaking through the Turtle Club. Which yes. is covered in pond scum. <laughs> you think they exist in the same universe? Do you think Master of Disguise and the Nerd Ninja, the Nerd Ninja Turtles uh, exist in the same? Yeah, that's if if they were in the Master of Disguise universe, they'd be the Nerd Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so, yes, Master of Disguise, Nerd Ninja Turtles, uh, Daffy the Duck, Howard the Duck, Guardians of the Galaxy. All of this is a route back to Star Wars, and it's all being dreamed up in the mind of a little autistic child who looks into a snow globe. Episode eight is going to be amazing if all these if all these predictions come true. Yeah. Uh, I also had to talk about this week, um, there were a couple of bills, this is um, not quite as exciting as uh, Huey, Huey Lewis in the News, the duck, uh, <laughs> but there were a couple of states... Baby Huey Lewis? Baby Huey Lewis, he's got a giant bottle. Anyway, a bunch of states just passed um, uh, religious freedom uh, laws that, uh, once again, do terrible things to LGBTs in, under the guise of, uh, oh, we just want to respect people's religious freedom. Uh, so that, unsurprisingly, Virginia, Mississippi, Georgia, and Kentucky... So good job, everybody, uh, in those states. Um, these are not things that have been passed into law yet, but they've just passed uh, certain chambers of the legislature, and they're moving ahead. And it uh, looks pretty good for these discriminatory bills to be passed. Uh, Virginia, Mississippi covers officials. Uh, that includes judges. So judges can rule whatever the heck they want uh, based on their religious convictions. Uh, they cannot be... Uh, that, that is not strictly true. So judges... If a judge uh, was to say something wildly inappropriate about same-sex couples, uh, they could not be sanctioned or punished in any way, uh, as long as they said, oh, but my religion says that. Well, say anything or rule accordingly? Because, I mean, it's one thing for them to be able to make a little speech. It's another thing if it affects their ruling. I do not know. I think... A judge could make the case that we're in uncharted territory. This has never been tested, but I think a judge could make the case that they are ruling in a particular way because of their religion, and there's nothing you can do about it because we're in Kentucky. Okay, so the, these I'm states, sorry, Mississippi, Mississippi, and Virginia are the two that are doing that. So these states are just going to spend a lot of money defending the challenges on these incredibly illegal laws. Yeah, and, I think and, that's and, most likely. And then they're eventually going to lose, probably. Yeah. Okay. I think that's that's pretty likely. Uh, so it covers uh, officials, including judges, religious organizations. This is another one that includes, uh, uh, it allows people to uh, take uh, discriminatory actions uh, against people, who, straight people who have sex outside of marriage. And uh, also uh, establishes that gender is permanent and fixed at birth. So uh, n- there's no such thing as trans people. So wait, they're not even saying that that's 
a religious belief you can hold. They're just saying that that is uh, oh no no, no that sorry. is true. So they're not establishing they're not establishing like that's the definition of gender in the state. They're saying that if someone takes a position, somebody does something discriminatory based on their belief that a person okay. is unable to change their gender, uh, that's perfectly fine. I mean, that's still that's not still good. But um, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, George's is very much the same, except that uh, government officials uh, still have to do their jobs, which is a novel idea that government officials have to do their job. Uh, on the Georgia one, only protects uh, beliefs about um, heterosexual marriage. So if you believe that marriages uh, should be between uh, people of the same sex and you take some discriminatory act, you are not protected by this law. I mean, it only protects you if you take a discriminatory act based on your belief about heterosexual marriage. Well, uh, sure. And uh, Kentucky is not working on one of these just at the moment, although one is kind of in the works, in the pipeline. But uh, the latest thing that Kentucky passed is um, a law that would create separate marriage licenses for same-sex couples. So you get one marriage license if you're straight and one marriage license if you're gay. What's the difference? Uh, just the wording. It says husband and wife on one, and I think the other says spouse one and spouse two. I don't know. Is that a problem? I don't know. I It does create a difference without any legitimate government purpose, so I guess someone could challenge it, but I think it might also be difficult to establish any sort of injury from that. So, I don't know. It just reinforces uh, different treatment of people. Sure. Eh, it's not good, but whatever. It's certainly not as bad as you have to leave your home because I don't like you anymore, which is which what many of these discriminatory uh, pro-discrimination bills do. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all under work, under, underway in a bunch of southern states, and uh, those four past things last week, and many, many other states, at least two dozen, uh, are working on similar things. So, hooray. Okay. I mean, I'm just trying to think through what the ramifications of the separate licenses could be. I mean, if any, I mean, it seems like it's just a gesture to say, you know, we don't think this is a marriage, but the, if the government does, then yeah. we're going to issue, you know, this different license for these fake marriages. That's pretty much it. You know, husband and wife is a real marriage. Spouse and spouse is a, is a doofoo. Are you just going into Gungan? <laughs> Spouse and spouse is a poodoo marriage. Fabulous. Uh, do we have anything else that we need to discuss this week? Uh, any other news from uh, uh, your deranged bush that you apparently emerged from? <laughs> you were talking about my mother? <laughs> Jesus. What? No, no, at the Grove. Oh, 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 no. They just, Jesus. I gotta get an apple. Um, no, but we do need to follow up oh, yes. on, on the game from earlier. The when thrilling you... reveal. Yes, so remember, the, the clues were... Mortimer Tomb, the Grim Palace, the Grave Lurker, the Monster of the Crypt, Carnal Barker, and Clark Spooky. Now, interestingly, Carnal Barkers came back again in our conversation. Did they? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yes. we had a real Carnal Barker. <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, yeah, so uh, it, so those are the names that I came up with when I was trying to guess someone's name. Can you guess who? I hope you can, because now I can't remember again. You can't? Really? I, What's his name? Callum Backslap? No. <laughs> what's his name? Kramlak. <laughs> uh, no, what's his name? This has never been captured before on audio. This is uh, this is remarkable. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Shelley Duvall? That, that is an actual his, person. That is a, that is a person. That is a person, not but his but name. it's not who we're trying to think of. No. Oh, come on. I, I guessed it last night, too. I Like, after a while, I got it. You did. Raphael Mustache. <laughs> it's a good name, but it is, and it is an actual it's a terrific human name. name. Raphael Mustache. Uh, uh, that's no, going to be in Master of Disguise too. It's got to see. It's got to see. I know it's got to see. Canticles Matrilac Black Black. 
I don't know. So this is the problem. Is like there's sounds. Like I can remember the noises in the person's name. Some of those noises were not in his name. So most of them were. But I can't remember the order that they come in or exactly how they connect to each other. Uh, you mean the word? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Acclamat tentaplats. <laughs> no. Clamby. 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 Yeah, Clamby. That's his name. That's that's what his friends know him as. Clamby, but his real name is Arg Bargerg. Barg. Wasn't that Bar- one? Barkley. Barkley. Charles Barkley. No, it's that's another person. That is a person. But you almost went into uh, a Scalia ruling there. You were doing Argle Bargle. <laughs> Do you think this is how Scalia writes his decisions? Yes. Did the clerks just have to interpret? He's just sitting up there, blarg, farplart. <laughs> and, and one ruling, they were just like, fuck it, Argle Bargle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's Calam- Calamity Jane. No, Calamity Jane. It's, that's another person. No, t- Charles Barkley was your last one. Champ Gray Gray Poupon. Champ, <laughs> Champ Gray <laughs> Poupon. Yep, uh, it's a, a, a French family. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Charles is it? Charles Charles Bard Bardler Blard Charbly. Bard? You're going into <laughs> you're going into Sweeney Todd Bard? Benjamin Bobla. <laughs> no, uh, Char Charchi Charchi Parch Charchi Parch. Joni loves Charchi Parch. Yeah. No, Carpler Tarpler Carpler Tarpler. Clarb Bartnert. Clart Bartnert. Dart Traplart. Now you're speaking Klingon. I know. I know it's an arc. I know there's an arc noise in there. Tart Marsters. All right. So apparently you've tart lost Marsters. It's not Tart Marsters. You've lost your own game. Let me read you the clues again. Okay. I feel like I'm getting further and further. And further. <laughs> yeah, possibly. And possibly closer. Um, like if I go far uh, enough away, maybe I'll come back. Maybe. So you initially guessed Mortimer Tomb. That's that's wrong. That's wrong. That is wrong. That that's is not wrong. a person's name. It is. Well, it could be. It's not my name. It's not your name. The Grim Palace. That's that is not, not a, a name. That name. is a place. Uh-huh. Is a place that you do not want to go. <laughs> that's where Sherlock keeps his bad memories. Um, the Grave Lurker. The Grave Lurker it could be a person. <laughs> also, it's, that's probably who lives in the Grim Palace. Absolutely, with Mortimer Tomb. Um, the Monster of the Crypt. <laughs> It's also in this the Grim Palace. This is like Palace. a Universal movie. This is like a like Universal monster movie of 1952. <laughs> Colonel Barker. Colonel Barker. Colonel Barker. Clive Barbler. Oh, I'm so close. You're Clark, pretty close. Clark Barker. Clive Clorg. Clive Clorg. No, Cloris Leachman is a person, but it's not this person. Clive. 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 Clive Barker. Clive Barker is the man's Clive name. Clive Barker, everyone. ladies and gentlemen. And here he is. <laughs> da, 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 da. You say his name enough times and he appears. Oh, he has such sights to show you. We both sound grim, drunk. We're grim balance. Marriage equality. Everyone, yes, thank you. Thank you for your help with that. Uh, I'm sorry. I, that was a little uh, revealing. Uh, you essentially just heard me having a stroke. <laughs> so, what What fun. <laughs> I do thank you for listening. The Stroke Cast with Herman. Oh, God. Is that what we need to start? Do we need to just start a, a podcast where I have a stroke once a week? Sure. That sounds very healthy. Uh, uh, if you... Uh, you just masturbate. Oh, the Stroke Cast. I get it. Yes. It's very clever. Oh, how dare you. Or it's canoeing. It's, you know, or, or what is it? Crew. Crew is the one where you, your stroke 
<laughs> you yell at people to have a stroke. Ladies and gentlemen, let me know what you think of the show. I'm <laughs> very interested to hear your feedback, particularly this week. I'm at Matt Baum on Twitter. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Lord knows what that review is going to be. I don't know how you would describe this show to another human being, uh, but I would like to see you try. I dare you. <laughs> you can uh, hop over to Amazon if you'd like to hear uh, more conversation about defining uh, about marriage equality uh, and less conversation about uh, Clark Blarkert. Uh, What's his name? Clive Barker. Okay. I don't know. I'm not going to be able to remember this. It's one of those names that just keeps like disappearing from my head, like Werner Herzog, which I can only remember the name Werner Herzog if I think of Warner Brothers and then mispronounce it. <laughs> uh, it's the same thing with Bernadette Peters. I can only remember the name Bernadette Peters if I first think of the character from Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, mm. and then jump from there to Bernadette Peters. Oh, the moral of the story is head over to Amazon to get Finding Marriage and Printer via download. Uh, you can also leave a review on Amazon if you'd like. Uh, and you can check out my other podcast, The Sewers of Paris, for revealing personal stories about entertainment that changed the lives of gay men. That's at sewersofparis.com. Got some very exciting guests coming up, and I also just had a lovely and romantic Valentine's Day episode. So stay tuned for more excitement, uh, international guests and exciting performers and, and weirdos aplenty. And so that's that. Until next time, friends, by the power vested in me, by the internet, I hereby pronounce this podcast over. Do you think Bernadette Peters is going to listen to this? I'm going to edit out the parts that make sense. (laughs)